Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. The reading today is taken from page 1052 in the Church Bibles, which is Luke chapter 18, verses 31 down to 43. So that's page 1052. Jesus took the twelve aside and told them, We are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be handed over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, and spit on him. They will flog him and kill him. On the third day he will rise again. The disciples did not understand any of this. Its meaning was hidden from them and they did not know what he was talking about. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Graham. Okay, so this morning we're thinking about how smart, how clever do we have to be for God to accept us? That's the thing we're thinking about. We've got this um, big picture of a brain up on the screen, someone uh, working hard to think about Jesus. Is it all down to how hard we think For God to accept us, some things are hard to understand because they are complicated. Have you ever wondered how it's possible that when I speak up here at the front, everyone in the room can hear me? Um, It's because I'm I'm wearing a little microphone here and I've, I've got a little black box there. If I turn the switch off, switch back on again and you can hear me. It's absolutely amazing that this little box means that my voice can fill the whole room. How does that work? I have no idea. You have to be really, really clever to know how uh, that works. Um, well, take this picture behind me here. Of a, um, this is a, a space rocket. And I think tomorrow NASA are planning to launch this rocket into space to go all the way to the moon and back. And it's cost billions and billions of pounds, and thousands of people have worked on it for years. How does it work? I have no idea. It's far too complicated for me to know how to launch a rocket into space. Some things are hard to understand because they're complicated. But in our reading this morning from Luke's gospel, Jesus told his disciples that something was about to happen to him. Did anyone spot what's about to happen to Jesus? Anyone remember? 
It's an all-age service, adults as well as young people. Yes? What an answer. He's about to be handed over to man to be mocked and killed. Exactly right. So the, um, the technology works with this uh, cutting-edge stuff here. He just basically said this. Jesus came to die. Four, four words. It's not too complicated. I'm going to put it here. Hopefully you can see that. Jesus came to die. That's the plan. That's what he just said. But the disciples, if you have your Bibles open, look at verse 34. The disciples did not understand any of this. Why couldn't the disciples understand this? I mean, it's not like flying a space shuttle into space. It's not that complicated. It's just, it's four words. Jesus came to die. Well, keep reading. Its meaning was hidden from them, and they did not know what he was talking about. It's a bit like this, really. He's just said, I'm going to die in Jerusalem. That's why he's come. But the meaning is hidden. And so it's like this, isn't it? They, they just, they just, they can't see what he's saying. It's, it's cut off them. They, they can't get it. It's not, it's not complicated. It's hidden. That's what Jesus is saying. And um, that's the first thing we're going to see this morning. Again, cutting edge technology here. We cannot understand why Jesus died. That's the first thing we're, we're learning from Luke's gospel. We cannot understand why Jesus died. We're just like the disciples on our own. Its meaning is hidden from us. No matter how clever we are, no matter how many books we read or people we talk to, on our own, we cannot understand why Jesus dies. Uh, we're going to have a picture put up on the screen here. Um, just spend a moment thinking about this picture and thinking, what do you see? And then turn to the person next to you and tell them what you see. Let me break in there. What do people see? A duck. A duck has been spotted. Yes, brilliant. About that? A rabbit. Did people see a duck? Hands up, you see a duck? A lot of ducks around there. What about rabbits? Hand up, see rabbits. Hands up, you see both a duck and a rabbit. We're getting there, aren't we? When I first looked at this, I only saw a rabbit. And I looked and I looked and I looked, and eventually I also saw a duck. Can we both see a duck and a rabbit? It's one of those clever illusion things. And sometimes we think with Jesus, if we just look hard enough and long enough, we'll really understand why he came to die. It's all down to us to really kind of screw up our eyes and turn our head around, and if we just look hard enough, we'll get it. We'll understand exactly what he's all about. But we cannot understand why Jesus died, not on our own, because it's, it's hidden from us, as it was the disciples. Uh, we can't work it out on our own. And uh, for the adults, maybe later on today, you want to maybe look at Luke chapter 10. And um, we discover there, don't go to it now, but in Luke 10, Jesus tells us that the person hiding these things from us is God himself. 
he has a purpose, a reason why he's doing it, but um, that's for another time. We cannot understand why Jesus died. But there is good news in our passage today because over here we've got the disciples who cannot understand what's going on. And then Jesus meets a blind beggar. And what a story that is. So Jesus is heading along the way towards Jerusalem, uh, to Jericho. And there's a, a blind man sat at the roadside and he's begging and probably begging because back in Jesus' day, if you were blind, it was very hard to get a job, very hard to make money. And so he was desperate. He was blind with no money begging. And um, just remember the contrast between the rich ruler last week, the rich ruler with amazing status and lots of money, here this week, someone low with no money. And the, the, the blind beggar hears that Jesus is walking by. And so he, he cries out in a loud voice. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Uh, the people standing around, they tell him off, they tell him to be quiet. I think because they reckon a blind beggar doesn't matter enough to Jesus for him to bother himself to come over and see what the problem is. But the man continues crying out and he says, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus does have mercy on the blind beggar. He goes over to the man he asks them what he wants Jesus to do for him. And the, and the man says, well, I want to see. And in an instant, Jesus heals the blind beggar. He can see again with his eyes. And he gets up rejoicing and he starts to follow Jesus. And I reckon Luke has told us about the blind disciples over here and the blind beggar receiving sight to make us think to see a contrast between people who can't see and people who can see. And the big difference is that the blind beggar knew he couldn't see and he cried out for help, have mercy on me, and Jesus opened his eyes. And that's our second point. We cannot understand why Jesus died unless he opens our eyes. And this is really important because... Jesus loves to open people's eyes. He loves people. He has mercy on people who cry out for help. And so the only way we can ever understand Jesus and why he died on the cross is if Jesus helps us to see. And if we ask him to help us to see, it's as if he does this in our hearts. He helps us to really understand inside, in our heads, why he came to die, that we need help, that we're sinners needing rescue. But only when Jesus opens our eyes. Now, I think I want to think about what this means for us in three ways. Um, we've got three pictures to help us uh, remember this. Uh, the first picture is, is um, hands being held out. This is a sign of needing help. You know, when you need help, you, you reach out your hands for someone to, to kind of give you something. And, and the right response today is to reach out our hands because we need help. You see, no one is clever enough to think our way into God's kingdom. It's, we can't read more books and have more conversations and, and sit down and think and scratch our heads and we'll come up with the answer. We can't do it. We have to have Jesus open our eyes to show us why he died and who he is, which means we should come to him with open hands. We need his help. We need his mercy to open our eyes. 
and that's the right response. Uh, adults, I wonder if we've ever sort of thought a bit smugly to ourselves about um, uh, people in our family or people in the office or on our streets who, who don't understand Jesus, who don't want to follow him, if we've maybe just thought to ourselves, I'm slightly better than them because I've put the work in, I've, I've thought about it, I've, I've read things, I've grappled with stuff, and I've come up with the right answer. I now understand who Jesus is. It's, it's down to me. It's, it's my own brain that's meant that I believe and they don't. The right response is open hands, a cry of mercy, because only Jesus can open our eyes. And if we are Christians here today and we do trust in Jesus, it's because he's done a miracle in our hearts so that we can understand who he is. And it's only because of a miracle. That's the first response, uh, humble hands. Here's the second picture. Praying hands. Our friends at school, uh, the people we love in our family, colleagues, the only way they will come to understand Jesus is if he opens their eyes. We need a miracle in their hearts too. We need to pray for them. It's not just a question of telling them about Jesus and giving them books to read. They need a miracle. And so one question for us all is, after this this morning, who are we praying for that God might open their eyes? Maybe have a chat as a family over lunch or maybe on our own. Is there a friend at school, uh, someone we know in the family who we can really start praying for every day that God would have mercy on them and open their eyes? Praying hands. Uh, the final thing. This is a bit of a stretch, but work with me here. These are kind of praising hands. <laughs> these, are, these are thankful hands. Um, so we've seen humble hands. We've seen praying hands. This is a, a thankfulness, praising hands. Because if we really believe that only Jesus can open our eyes, and if he has opened our eyes, he's done a miracle for us. He's shown us mercy. The right response is to thank him. To be so grateful that he would be so kind to us to help us understand Jesus and his death. And I wonder if you noticed in the, in the story with the blind man, when he was healed, the first thing he did was started praising God, giving thanks, and then he followed him. That's the right response. Praising hands. Why don't I pray? Father, I thank you very much that we don't need to be smart or clever to be welcomed by you but we need to come to you with humble hands asking for mercy. And I thank you so much that you love to open eyes that we can see. Help us to be thankful, to be humble, and to be prayerful. Amen.